happy middle of the night. This is Blonde Haired Girl, and I am going to continue on my podcast about my life as a mystic. I wanted to talk a little bit more about my life as a mystic. In fact, I'm probably going to be talking about this a lot more. (laughs) It really is, it really is the message that I'm trying to get out. One of the things, one of the actual kind of peculiar things about my state of mind has been not exactly knowing what to label it. A mystic kind of came to me. I didn't go to it. I I, I had gone through this dramatic change. It was like this explosion. But I wanted to share that I had been like this for probably my whole life, um, but didn't know it. I didn't know it. But then I started to kind of have things happen, you know, kind of like sporadically or like I would see the number 11s daily, but the actual synchronicity just went what I call just exponential. It went exponential in the summer of 2018 and It has since, or I found the discernment, I found the discernment to not just go after every little, little idea that comes my way. I have found the discernment to maybe be more in control of it than when it first blew up like a, I don't even, like a, I don't even know how to call it. It was like an explosion. I just sort of expanded to this this much larger version of myself. (laughs) And it's coming to mind that there were times where I was starting to, to actually, this was coming out and I was feeling it. I didn't know what it was over the years. I didn't know exactly what it was. I was somewhat afraid of it in a way. Like I I wasn't sure what it was and I didn't know if it was ego. I was like, I was like, what is this? You know, um, there were always times where I knew that I was not the one who was talking to people. Like I would be, I would be, at a visit and I would know that it wasn't me that was talking. I I was I was in a place of no thought and things were coming out of my mouth. It was sort of like um driving and not entirely sure how you got there. Sort of like a, a surrender or maybe a channeling of energy of words energy ideas to a person and and not really n- n- knowing or being exceedingly cognizant that that was what was going on um 
but that was indeed what was going on. But, um, and so, but I would start to have like these really, really, really kind of weird things happen. And I shared in my book about this rocking chair because it, it's, it's fairly significant to me. So I have been carrying around this rocking chair for a small person. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm guessing like it would be best if a five-year-old were sitting in it or maybe a three to five-year-old child were sitting in it. It's a little wooden rocking chair that was actually my sister's, my oldest sister's. And I've been holding on to it for... Um, for actually, I guess selfishly, my own grandchildren, if I have any. (laughs) I'm not up for grandchildren anytime soon. I just want to say that. Um, but, um, in fact, it's just so funny because I, I share that sometimes I, I, I'm often around children and I'd be sitting in a circle time or whatever and a child will look at me and say, oh, are you a grandmother? <laughs> and I would be like, of course not. I mean, this is in my mind thinking that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I easily could be a grandmother. <laughs> um, anyway, but no, I'm not a grandmother. And I'm I'm not excited for my child. I don't want my children to have kids, children right now. I just don't. I want them to enjoy their life a little bit longer. <laughs> Because as much as I love children, and I, um, they really, really do, they are a huge detour. They're a huge detour, especially in a woman's life. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. But anyway, so back to the topic. So I'm, I'm, I've been carrying around this rocking chair for, I want to say, thirty years. Thirty years I've been carrying around this this rocking chair. For my future grandchildren, my future grandchildren will someday rock in this chair, you know, coolness. Anyway, not even knowing if if my future grandchildren will even enjoy this chair. I don't know. They may not. <clears throat> so I'm at, at somebody's house in my neighborhood. I look over and she has a, a rocking chair just like it. I want to say... In 30 years, I've never seen this rocking chair. I've never seen another little rocking chair that looked like this. And I just happened to be in this person's house. Like, um, this wasn't a person that I would normally go into their house. It was kind of under weird circumstances. And I'm staring, I mean, literally staring at this rocking chair. And I'm like... Where did you get that? And she was explaining how she got it. And I I was just, my brain just could not wrap around how she had that rocking chair. Um, and I was like, I'm thinking, I mean, and I mean, logically speaking, she didn't come into my garage and steal my little mini rocking chair, but I, I, Anyway, but my brain just could not 
like handle seeing this like and then I went home looked in the garage and yep my my rocking chair is intact still in my garage so this was yet a different rocking chair but in 30 years I had never seen one that looked like that not anywhere not in a second hand store nowhere but then I've talked quite a bit in about this idea that Things are there because of our awareness of them. Things things actually possibly appear because of our awareness of them. And I'm not sure exactly how deep that rabbit hole goes, but I will tell you recently I, I wanted to to sharpen a a colored pencil that I have and I looked in my drawer and I I did not see the size that would have fit so I went around I was going around places that I thought that it might be part of my yachting uh, anyway and I came back to it and there it was there was my plastic um larger pencil sharpener and so it was my awareness of it that made it appear and and these really weird happenstance started to happen for me too like it like for example um I'm running out of coffee and I'm gonna need well I I would like to have more coffee and then somebody from work coming in with a great big bag of de- beans, coffee beans. And she kind of had these random things for everyone, and I picked the coffee beans. Um, sort of like being in the right place at the right time to receive a thing with which that I would like to have sort of like putting it out to the universe and then voila, it almost magically appearing right before my eyes. The wish fulfilled just sitting right there, right before my eyes. Now, I've known on some level for a very long time that when I ask, it is received, but I just can't see it. I knew that. I knew that concept was true, but I, and so a lot of, like, if I needed a, a a spoon or if I needed a hair tie or whatever it was, and, and I started to understand that when I have angst about it, I can't see it. When I have angst about it, I can't see it sometimes. Sometimes I can't see it. In fact, 90% of the time, I can't see it if I have angst about it. And so, like, over the weekend, I have been in a really, really, honestly, a strange mood. On Friday, I, I, I'm switching positions that I'm so excited about. I had asked and I have received a position one one occupation for money instead of two 
that I had before. I'm I'm going to be having one, and it says a teaching. It's a teaching job, so I won't be driving all the time. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. It's at a very, very special school that I have a really long history with. And so I've been wrapping up my last two jobs. And and I last Friday, I was on cloud nine. I had worked really hard last week to get loose ends done to write up reports. Um, I had taken a lot of notes on my visits, but they were not organized and I'm going to be committed to doing a much better job on this in the future. I have not been doing a very, very good job of, of, um, keeping good notes. I just haven't, I'm just going to say that. So, um, or keeping my notes organized. (laughs) Anyway, I am digressing quite a bit today but I'm going to get back on topic. So um, I've been in like this, this really kind of ornery mood about it all. Um, and last week, um, it was New Year's, it was around New Year's Eve and New Year's Day that I, that I got these, these really, really, really cool, I had gotten this check, um, not completely out of nowhere, but I was not expecting to get a picture of a certain set of checks. Um, And I was so excited about it. I was so excited about this check. And I had this visualization of more and more and more and more checks coming to me. And and I knew at this point that everything was going to be okay because I was very concerned about this transition and money and but I've also known that this is the year where a lot of this money, the money is going to be flowing to me more easily. And I've been doing a lot of of affirmations and visualizations and I'm just seeing it. I'm just seeing it and I just, I know it. I know that, that it's coming like abundance. And in fact, I know it's already here. I know that it's already here, but I, I cannot indeed, I cannot indeed see it. <clears throat> so, and also, there was something that I wanted. I had, I have found this um, really actually exquisitely beautiful um, set of sleepwear. Like it was this absolutely beautiful um, color of, of sleepwear from a brand that I really, really like. And it was quite expensive. Like the robe itself was like $90. And then the little, the little, um, little, it was kind of, it looks like a little dress. The dress was like 60. So it was like $150. And, I just kept going back and going back to look because I these sales were happening. And so on New Year's Day, I get this advertisement for this sale. I go running over there and I find the robe. Um, I find the robe, but I don't see the little dress. So I'm really trying very, very hard not to have 
angst about it. I'm trying to remain very, very calm about it. And then I, I just sort of keep looking and then I find it. I go and I check out and it was $30 for both of them. <sighs> so it was the really, really absolutely beautiful. And I'm, I have this visualization about wearing this and, and I have this whole scenario in my head about, um, about this, this little sleepwear. So I'm, I'm, I get these checks and I get my sleepwear and I'm going to the weekend. I've got all of my reports done. I'm, I see my last family. I'm driving over the hill. I'm driving over like beautiful, beautiful mountains. I'm seeing my eagles flying and I'm, and I, and then I get back to where I live and I'm, I'm just really in this really weird space. I'm in, I go from like reeling in alignment with God to being just so like almost detached. So I just decide, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep because there's no coming back for this right now. So I go to sleep and I do my, my meditation and my, my podcast last night. And then, and then I wake up and I'm in a pretty, pretty good space in the morning. And Something has been solidifying for me over the last few days, and that is my next book. My my next book has come conceptually, and I need, I'm writing it. So yesterday I was sitting and I was, I was writing it, and I was, I was canceled on by somebody that I was really looking forward to seeing. I... As when my life just sort of exploded to this new, this new way of me being that was actually the old way that I actually kept hidden. I kept it hidden because, and and I don't know if I created this or if I knew on some level that I would not be accepted for who I was. And so I don't know if I created that and that's just all in my mind, but people just really, really treated me actually like in my feeling quite badly and as if I were mentally ill and really just exited my life. They just exited my life or I was in a space where I could not, I could not be around them because I was on a trajectory and of learning because by this point I knew that we are the creators of our reality and that I am on a trajectory to master this art. I want to master this art. I am practicing this art. And and I would say just almost laughing as I'm saying it on behalf 
of humanity. <laughs> I am learning how to master the art of creating a reality and the only reality that I can create. Well, I'm not entirely sure. As I was going to say, the only reality I can create is my own, but I'm not entirely sure that's true. I'm not sure that's true. Um, I may be able to influence other people's reality. They may benefit actually by my my surrender to God on a profound level. But <clears throat> anyway, so I'm explaining that what has ended up happening was, is that I have desires for things and then there are these, um, there's a period of time and then it comes. Like sometimes it's pretty immediate. Like me finding, within a couple of minutes I found <clears throat> the the um, pencil sharpener. Like just a couple of minutes. There was no angst for me in it. I didn't, it didn't matter if I found the pencil sharpener or I didn't find the pencil sharpener. So voila, there was the pencil sharpener. Um, oh, I might need a little coffee. And, th and then my sister had come in into town and she said I could take the coffee. So I have coffee. Um, and in fact, my sister said she would send me more coffee. It was so sweet. She, she was going to send me more coffee in the mail. I just love that. I love her. But um, anyway, but what ended up happening was people just really scattered out of my life. And... I, I was viewed as being crazy. And, and I, as a scientist, because it turns out that that's what I am, had to entertain that thought. I had to consider, yes, indeed, I may be completely nuts. I may have completely lo lost my mind. But there's an element to me that knows that that's not true because of how things go down. Because of how things like um, how they actually happen lets me know that that what I'm what I'm saying is indeed the way reality really is. So in my quest, I go back to to that which I know and. I studied the works of David R. Hawkins for many years. He wrote Power Versus Force. He wrote um, many books. Well, I would say, I would say about 15 maybe. And <clears throat> I'm not entirely sure. I may have all of them. Um, and I have read all of them. I, I really, really, there was something about this guy that I... So if I had a guru, it was him. It became him. And he wrote about enlightenment. And <clears throat> this was something that I didn't entirely believe. I didn't believe I would ever be enlightened. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. it, it it's sort of, it is sort of like people like attribute I don't know how to describe this exactly. I know that something happened. I know that my brain is different. I know that my life is different. I know that I 
perceive everything differently. I, my perception is different. A lot of times I will just tell you, I have no idea exactly what it is that I'm experiencing. And I don't know what it is. And this has been quite challenging for me. It's been quite challenging for me. Um, I do know that when I meditate or when I just sit and I get in the zone, I feel the most amazing warmth and love around actually actually my whole body, but very, very centered around my heart area and to the point where I cry and I laugh. I'm, I make I make jokes about it in my book about sort of like this laughing Buddha. Now I know why he was laughing because because it's like pure joy, utterly pure joy. This um, amazing sense of love and pure joy, just and it's a space that I really really like to be in, and I'm spending more and more and more and more time in it. And, and so I'm living in this completely different, like, way of being, which I would actually call our natural state. I think that we are moving into a time where we as, as a species, as humanity, we will be, be more of us will be living this way. More of us are already living this way. A lot of us just don't know it. <clears throat> we don't know um, because we've been told. We, we're living by our beliefs, by what we've been told. So yesterday, <clears throat> I was I was listening to Cryan. I was listening to a Cryan is a a sentient being that is channeled through a guy named um, uh, Carol Lee I believe is his name Carol Lee and he was talking about um, all of this I got so caught up in the cryon thing that now I've forgotten exactly um this idea that more of us are are waking up, there's a change in consciousness and it's all, all, all based on our beliefs. It's all based on our beliefs and people holding on to an old paradigm of right and wrong, good and bad, you know, just holding on to a certain way of thinking. But as a species, we're moving on from that. We are definitely moving on from that. And people are, are, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to call it waking up. I don't know. I, and I just know that I'm, I'm part of that. I'm part of that. So I start to live in this, in this really different, I'm trying to check my time. Um, this very, very different way of, um, I'm checking my time and it's, 
two, it was two, two, two. When I was checking my time yesterday, I was talking about my triple numbers. It was two, <laughs> two and 22 in the morning. Isn't that funny? Um, anyway, so, so I, I go through this absolute change and I start to have things like, but so one of the first things that happens is that I start to sort of challenge the universe. I start to challenge God. I, you know, okay, if this stuff is real, um, I, I, I actually need a sign. I need a sign. I, I mean, I've already had this waking up in the middle of the night, I go to bed with this bear, I wake up, you know, in this absolute heavenly place, oh, in the, enveloped in the love of God. And then I have to live. I have to live. I just have to function. I have to function in society. So I'm, so I'm, I'm asking God, okay, how, how am I supposed to be functioning? Please show me a sign. And I, so I put out a challenge and I said, please, I would like something about strawberries today, today. And I had made a definite within, you know, within going to sleep tonight. I did this in the morning. So I go through my day, um, really not having anything necessarily happen. Um, I, I sit at one point and I'm eating on a strawberry plate and I'm like, well, does that count? Um, well, not really. And, and then my best friend sends me a picture of this great big pot of strawberry jam she's making. And I have to say, I still, I still to this day when things like this happen, I cry. I just cry with so much gratitude and love for receiving such a special, amazing message from that which I cannot necessarily see at this point. I have said and I have this idea that everything is God, absolutely everything, that God is the molecules, is the actual clay from which everything is made. So not only is God the, the, the master potter, God is the clay itself that is being masterfully created into something. I mean, in some ways, it's the only way it can be, right? Because Jesus calls, calls this the branches, that the God is, is the bush and we are the branches or we are, God is the vine and we are the fruit, I guess, the, the grapes. We are an extension of God. 
And so when I say things that I cannot see, it's not true because God is all around us, in us. There is nowhere that God is not. There's only awareness of God or non-awareness of God or a level of awareness that God is all around us. And as there is no separation. So, <clears throat> I wanted to talk, I'm, I'm going to start sharing these stories. I have been, I've been really reluctant to, I didn't, I did share some of them in my book. I shared some of them in my book that really hasn't sold quite yet. Quite yet. This was another thing that over Christmas that I did was I sent my manuscript, or I guess I sent my PDF copy of my book to a different um, publisher. And the reason why I sent it to that publisher was the publisher's name had significant meaning to me. And so I'm, I'm waiting. It said it would take five to six weeks and I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm trying really hard not to be attached to the outcome because it's my belief that somebody is going to want to publish this book. It is really, really meaningful what has happened for me. My life, what has happened is so meaningful for humanity as an outpouring of of God it's like it's not necessarily my story. It's a story. It's God's story. It's a story of, of, of that I experience. It's my experience. It's my reality. But it is an example of what I believe to be our natural state. And I'm mastering it. I'm learning it. It's getting better and better and better and better. Not to say that at every moment of every day, which is something that I did want to talk about. Because when I read or I hear from other people who are quote-unquote enlightened or a quote-unquote woke, awakened, um, who I believe are living in this different paradigm, like, for example, Jim Carrey. I believe that Jim Carrey is living the way that I live. And sometimes I, I see quotes, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that he may not have actually said this. But there isn't any need anymore. Supposedly, there are mo- no more needs. And I have not reached that level. So I don't know if there's like like levels of enlightenment or there's brightness of enlightenment or if enlightenment is even the correct word 
to use. But, but what I had discovered was that enlightenment is not achieved. It's not something that we achieved. It's not we, we become so spiritual that we're enlightened. It's not that. It, it's some sort of grace. It's some sort of of grace. It's it's a and it's a lot it's the allowing of this shift in mindset of paradigm the the path of non duality as David Hawkins would call it. And and so and so I live in this completely different mindset. And sometimes and sometimes I I it's not always like this perfect blissful state. I kind of weave in and out of the bliss. I'm not always consistently blissful. It's really, really not like that. And I still have to live. And and I will tell you, it is not always easy to live in an environment where your perception is that people see you as completely nuts. I had um I had listened to a um an interview with David Ike. I listened to a, an interview with David Ike and I I was so taken back by this interview that I ended up writing him. I actually sent him a couple of emails that I have not heard back from him. Um, I send emails periodically to people and, you know, a lot of times I don't hear back from them or, or the email kind of goes nowhere, but he is somebody that I actually reached out to because he had a very, very similar experience happen to him. And, and then the people in his community viewed him as completely nuts. <clears throat> and I and I understand how he feels and, and like Jim Carrey is deemed as completely nuts. Because they're living in this completely different mindset. This completely different mindset where where reality is really, 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 really weird. It's really weird. That's all I have to say about it. It is so weird. And so sometimes I'm not entirely sure that I'm not shifting dimensions and that I don't go through weird dimensions of energy and and I am pulled into these states of 
of negativity, like I'm allowing myself to be pulled into these states of negativity and and having to develop skills to stay out of them. But anyway, I'm going to share this experience that I had had over the summer, that summer, the summer of 2018, and then I'm going to end this segment. But I'm going to keep talking about this, this, these experience, I'm going to keep sharing them. So I had ended up going to visit the friend that I was talking about that sent me the picture of the strawberry jam. She was living in Sebastopol, California at the time. And I had had this complete life change and I'm living in a completely different mind space, but this is the very beginning of it. And I drive, I drive to Sebastopol from Arizona, um, which is about a, a 12 hour drive. So I'm driving there and I start my YouTubing. I start my YouTube channel I've already started, but I start making videos and uploading them during this time. <clears throat> so I'm I'm driving to Sebastopol and I end up staying a night in in Bakersville. So I end up getting a hotel in Bakersville just to sleep because the drive was like a lot. So I'm in Bakersfield and I I end up challenging myself and I go down to the bar to eat and drink. So I go down to the bar and I'm eating and drinking and I meet these people, these really, really delightful people. And um and I'm just pretending to just be someone else. I'm just I already knew I was someone else. Like I was myself. I'd either lived into myself or I was a completely different person. But it didn't matter. I just sort of wanted to pretend to be someone totally. And I thought about going by a different name, but that sort of felt like a lead balloon. <laughs> but anyway, so I go I go into the bar and I meet these people and I meet this guy, this man who has this pretty obvious crush on this girl that is with him but the girl is like I guess she's bisexual and so she's like into these other girls and uh, anyway but he and I end up dancing so we're dancing a little bit and um and then he invites me to go hear him sing karaoke so I go to a second place and I go to sing karaoke, I go to listen to this guy singing karaoke, and he, he's really quite good, but during this time, the girl gets kind of jealous about him hanging with me, which I thought was kind of a good thing, I think it meant that she did like him, I've often wondered if, if they ended up getting together, which I think would be a good thing, because this guy was really actually a really nice man, but anyway, so the next morning I, I end up 
taking off and I go for the Golden Gate Bridge and I and I take these pictures of myself. I'm sort of chronicling the whole journey and um and I end up at my friend's house and um it was sort of a mixed bag for me. I'm I'm like I'm in like seventh heaven from being with her. Um, and I'm not really sure like how that's going to go. Cause she's really busy. And I wanted her to know that she didn't have to babysit me, but she see, this is another thing when I didn't have angst about it, she really wanted us to spend time together. So we did all of this stuff together. Like she was going to a party with her fabulous boyfriend. And so we go to a secondhand shop and we buy her a dress and we end up coming back, washing the dress. I'm trying to get the dress dry for her. Um, she's showering, you know, getting ready and, um, and we're making popovers. She's making some more strawberry jam. Um, we, it was like the most magical, magical, magical time but during the day she's working and so I'm I'm writing and meditating and going to the beach and completely like I don't know how to describe it except every muscle in my body hurt and at the time I was attributing it to the loss of my husband because I had, and I really, really don't want to talk about him very much, but I had, had separated from a person that I, to that point, I had loved him very, very, very much. And I was attributing it to that loss, but I don't know what was happening, but it felt like I was weaving from like heaven and hell and like the depths of hell, like I was in like this, like seventh heaven. And I was also in states of grief that I cannot describe. I cannot describe it. They are so, I'm in such a state of profound sadness in my heart area and my entire body hurt to my bones, like my bones, my muscles, my, um, and so I'm getting like really sick. Like they wanted to watch a movie. Um, my, my friend was renting a space from these really, really lovely people and they wanted to watch a movie and I couldn't watch it because I, I could, I just wanted to cry. I mean, I was just in terrible grief. So I'm vacillating between a good place and a bad place. And all of this stuff is also coming at me. And what is occurring to me right now is what ends up happening is, is that we have a thought. So say we have a thought about something and then we accumulate evidence of it. And I, I guess that I was accumulating grief. I was accumulating 
evidence of, I guess, my unlovableness. Like, like that I, there was something intrinsically wrong with me. I, I don't know. But, but this is what happens to us. The universe, God, it's like, like say something, say we say something about ourselves that is really, really, really negative. Like I'm stupid. Then, then the universe gives us evidence of us being stupid. It sort of comes at us, and if we continue to think it, we that will go exponentially. We will just keep it will keep growing and growing, and growing and growing. This evidence of our our stupidity, our supposed stupidity. So it's very, very, very important for us to really be careful with our thoughts. But at the time, I. I was just brand new to everything and I really kind of didn't have any clue exactly what I was doing. But at some point I have I have to actually go home because my son is going to be home and I I wasn't I was really 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 wanting to move from where I was. I wanted to start over. I wanted a new life, but I wasn't ready to move at that point. And so I had to get back, but I dreaded the, the, the drive because I had 12 hours in front of me and I just dreaded it. But I pull myself together and I get in my car and I start driving, um, and I'm having this memory that I actually stopped by Berkeley I ended up stopping by Berkeley and um, I wanted to leave my resume in their early childhood, <laughs> possibly get a job as a early childhood, you know, professor at Berkeley. Wouldn't that be magical? Oh my God. But anyway, so I, so I, I keep driving and then the next thing I know, I am completely wrestling with this energy, this really, really, really dark energy, really dark energy. And I'm wrestling with this energy and I'm, I'm, um, I'm getting really, really, really sick. I mean, really sick. And I'm, I didn't know what else to do, but just to allow it. I, I, I wasn't fighting it, and it just was not. It was completely unrelenting. And it just goes on and on and on for hours. I'm just wrestling with this grief and sadness and dread and almost this feeling of utter hatred toward me and... um jealousy and loathing and it was like a demon it was like it was wrestling a demon energetically I mean it was really horrible and at some point I end up taking this picture of myself I actually took this picture of myself to send to um, somebody who is a healer in my life and I send her this picture and I basically tell her I 
I'm wrestling some very, very dark energy. But anyway, so I end up about 30 miles from my place. And it's at this point that I am completely surrendered. And I'm experiencing this feeling of neutrality. In this this neutral surrendered space and I actually have this feeling that I'm not entirely sure that I'm not dead I mean literally that I was kind of expecting my whatever leaves our body to be leaving my body I I have this sensation that I'm not actually driving the car I'm not actually driving the car at this point. Something else is driving the car and and I'm and 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 as in many many different aspects I have no idea what I'm doing except that I'm really really surprised that it seems like my my body is not my my soul or whatever is not leaving my body. <clears throat> so I just keep I guess driving and I end up in my I end up in my in my driveway I get out of my car I go upstairs and I go to bed I fall asleep for a little bit and then I'm not entirely sure that I'm really ready to share what happens after that (laughs) I'm gonna have to save it for another time Anyway, I'm going to keep talking about this because this is what I perceive the life of a mystic is. I actually live in like this mystical state and it's gotten so pervasive that it's become a little bit more commonplace. I have synchronicities every day and... I have moments of being in utter bliss and and I'm going to end the pop my podcast on that. I thank you for listening and that's a wrap. <laughs>